you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm your host, DJ Impact, and I got the bad boys here with me today. It's good to see you, fellas. Uh, we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. I'm getting my phone together right now. Hopefully, everyone is is on their way to hop on to the Facebook chat so that uh, you can throw in all of your comments, and we can try to get it in as we can. We want to be able to respond to uh, as many as the comments. So if you can, definitely uh, jump on and, um, you know, let's have a conversation. All right. With that, let me first off, first off, just by saying that, um, we, of course, we're recording this on a Sunday night. The podcast is going to be released tomorrow. Uh, but um, our definitely our hearts and prayers go out to the, our people out in New Orleans or the whole state of Louisiana, to be completely honest with you. I mean, it is being uh, just devastated right now by Hurricane Ida. I've just been watching the reports and just I'm just amazed. The entire there no power at all uh, in the entire area. Um, Simon Street. I know you have some family members not from um, New Orleans, but not too far from the area. Is, is everybody good in, in from from your your family and everything? Um, I haven't heard anything just yet because uh, you know my hometown is on the opposite side okay. of you know, we're on the hill, but you know, having no power in hurricane season is not abnormal, but it's usually a precursor to a rough one. So sure. Yeah. So uh, just with that, I hope everyone, uh, everything turns out okay. And we'll keep you in our thoughts. Um, so SmackDown and raw, we're going to kind of kick off how we normally do it. Normally we, we talk about the shows per the day they come on. Um, now with Rampage throwing things in there, it's just ah, <laughs> let's just let's just knock the majority of it out at once in City, you know, <laughs> right? So uh, might let's, as well, yeah. So let's do uh, Raw and SmackDown, and of course, this is the show coming right after SummerSlam. So um, a lot of new storylines are going to get presented, and uh, I guess starting with Raw, it was about who's going to be Bobby Lashley's next challenger. And so it looked like we had got uh, possibly Damian Priest, looked like Sheamus, and then who pops up again? Our boy, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> you know, you I know blame what? you. Let I me... blame you. You know something? I blame you. <laughs> Deja vu. That's all I got to say. Deja vu. I tell you this, though. I'm beginning to think that maybe they don't quite know what to do with Drew. Are you guys getting that kind of idea? You think <laughs> you just figured that out? We've been figuring that shit out for like the last six months. No well, shit. I don't know. They haven't known what to do with him since, uh, I don't know, coronavirus. <laughs> well, no, they do to give him the championship during that time. You know, 
Yeah, but a lot of good it did him. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think you know. He, he, here's me. I don't mind. Uh, you know, a guy in a dress. Well, other than, uh, other than a guy in a, a dress, how did you know? No, <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, you know, Drew and his little title run that he had. I didn't have the fact that he 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 went for the title two times, right? But what I do have a problem is them put pop having to pop on and it has to be too closely around, uh, you know, the current champion, uh, Bobby Lashley. It just for me, we need to go in a different direction. When I saw him pop up on on Raw, I'm like, when is the damn draft? When yeah. is the draft? Let's hurry up and just get this going. Have him move over to to SmackDown. Come on. So you can so you can go on SmackDown and wrestle Roman Reigns for fifty times. I mean, at least, at least of him. totally let him, let him go get some of that con money. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> See, Steve, that is, Steve knows. I mean, he's not that valuable. Wow. Maybe, maybe you should go to Impact Wrestling. I like, I like there you go. I like Drew. <laughs> I In like fact, Drew. you know what we should start suggesting? That guys like uh, Drew and anyone else that DJ goes, I like them. They should all just go to Impact. And then yep. this way, he can watch Impact, he can have a heyday, and that would be great. We don't have to suffer through these guys. Well, there because we know we know it's hard to watch Impact Wrestling, not because the product is horrible. It's just mostly because it's hard to get access. Well, well played. I'm, yeah, well, and I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um that it is enjoyable to watch. Thank you very much. You know, so if I can get, just get that access. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, just move over to uh, either Direct TV or Seven Ninety Nine Impact Plus, and you'll be taken care of. Boom. Uh, I'm going to use your code. Go and send me the information, Impact. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. <laughs> um, any other uh, points from Raw you guys want to talk about? Uh, it looked like Eva Marie attacked Dewdrop. Carrion uh, Cross defeated Ricochet. Oh, Logan Paul appeared on the John Morrison's yep. Moist TV. Oh my gosh. Logan Paul, I mean, this this guy has just been making his rounds, right? And he seemed like he's hated everywhere he go. <laughs> Pure oh, heel. Right. Yeah. He's he gets great heat. Yep. Yeah. Can't yeah, hate on he, that at all. But he and gets heat. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, like, he knows exactly what to say and what to do to, to make people hate him even more. That's what that's yeah. what is so great about him making the rounds like what you were saying. Well, I'm sure he's he's been you know, he's probably been following, you know, wrestling for a while to know what it takes to create. It's not, that. Even, it's not even that, dude. You, you got to figure he in general, he gets so much heat because people don't like him mm -hmm. that. Being a YouTube person that he already knows what it takes, all he has to do is show up in whatever it is, and he realizes that if he says the opposite of what people think, you're going to get heat. Right. It's The bigger question is, can he work? I don't think he can work, first and foremost. But the reason why he does get the heat he does is it, it for the long-term career of him, it could be somewhat beneficial, but I can see it collapse on him because people didn't have a big problem with with uh, uh, Logan Paul or his brother. 
It was only recently when he started exploiting, and that's the thing I'm going to use, the word exploiting, uh, uh, boxing. And, you know, you put Money Wayweather, you know, he, he exploited the own sport that gave him his fame. And a lot of boxing people did not like it. So, I mean, yeah, you coming over to WWE shouldn't be such a big problem. But you're carrying a lot of that heat from that experience. A lot of people it left it left a lot of bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. How that went down? I'll, I'll disagree on one point though, mm-hmm. and that is this: Who won the Pacquiao fight? I never watched that shit. See, that's that's it. I just hit it right. I until you said boxing, I totally forgot Pacquiao had a fight on last Saturday. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, it's true though. You saw nothing yep. about this fight. You yeah. saw tons of publicity about wrestling that weekend, but nothing about boxing. So I think the eight people that you know are pissed at Logan for exploiting boxing, sure. But the truer thing is that he understands the medium. When you have a social media presence and you understand what ticks people off and pisses people off, then if you go in front of a live crowd, it makes your job a whole lot easier. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. Well, I, you know, there's one thing I do want to say uh, that was brought up by Sean in the chat, which I was going to say. He's uh, Sean states that boxing is evolving just like wrestling has, and that is the new boxing. And it's not just seeing it in boxing. You're going to see UFC follow right behind that because what puts asses in seats is controversy. Uh, you know, having these almost like like uh, like shoot promos, you know, uh, having people with mouthpieces, you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, uh, in boxing coming up in UFC. So, I mean, that, that's just going to be the landscape. Yeah, but I, no, it, I, I disagree with that. And and the reason I disagree with that is that boxing is where the shit talking originated. And they lost it because True. no one's got a personality now. You don't know who True. any of these fucking heavyweights are. The middleweight guys are basically, except for guys like Mayweather and guys like Pacquiao who have been able to basically break that barrier they're just a bunch of vanilla generic guys and that's that i agree but 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 more importantly even how we've stated long time ago with wrestling even when we started this podcast we had a huge debate where we talked about the the qualifications for you to make it in this business and in now in other sports is you got to have a mouthpiece you got to have a mouthpiece on. You got to have more of a presentation about you other than just your skill set. I'm sorry, it no longer can be denied. You can't be silent and vanilla and be largely athletic and, and successful. It just, I'm sorry, you, I've seen too many guys that aren't even that athletic who are up there big names on marquees for boxing because they just bring this presence of a cult of personality, if you will. Yeah, but but you just, you answered your own question. It's been going on in boxing since, you know, Muhammad Ali. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. Back. No, it's no, 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 I agree with it's, you. It's, the, it's not that it doesn't go on. It's just that the guys that are doing it now, and I'll, I mean, let's be honest. One of the reasons is because a lot of the guys aren't American. You don't get the same promos. True. That's very, very true. Okay. I just feel like a consumer, there's more, there's more that, that they, that they're craving now. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it at that. There's just more that's craving. And so people coming up in any sport, whether it be UFC or, or boxing, they're going to have to have a mouthpiece. So the young ones coming in right now knows that that's going to lend well to the, to the progression of their career. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, uh, good conversation there on boxing. 
Anything else on Raw? Maybe. Uh... Yeah. yeah, the fallout I, I, between uh, the Moist Brothers. I, that, that, that was what I was going to get to. I mean, we, yeah. we talked about the guest on that segment, but realistically, the long-lasting effect of it is that Miz and Morrison, obviously, we now see the rift between them. Right. So we're obviously there's going to be a, a feud. Um, we're going to see where this goes, how long they stretch this out. But, you know, I just uh, I definitely think that the smart way to do this is to have them feud going into the draft and then separate them via the draft. I mean, that's the easiest thing to do. Or we see a Maurice return and we see Taya come up and maybe you have, uh, you know, a uh, a, mo- a moist foursome. <laughs> oh, <God>. Wow. <laughs> but you know what's kind of funny with that one? And, and since they see about 120% agree with you, I hope they do that. I hope that they split them up real quick because this feud is not going to be as exciting as people want it to be. Because here's the thing. We were talking about mouthpieces just a couple minutes ago. Okay, look, Morrison is not known for his mouthpiece. Now, he's done pretty diligent lately with the whole moist stick, but that's a stick. He's not known for his promos. And so with the, with a Miz, I would assume that you need to be able to match him because he's going to have some fire promos, whatever he's doing. And if you fall short of that, it's just going to be like, okay, Miz is amazing. Morrison's kind of like, okay. Can he still be? Yeah, but, but put them in the ring together. Well, yeah, the ring is a, whole, it's a totally different story because Morrison is way more athletic and so it can do way more. Can he- How do they set it up? Can, can he still be Johnny Drip Drip? Yes, he can. He oh, can go good. Johnny Drip Drip and just open your mouth when he squeezes that uh, that oh, wetness, boy. and you can be wet too. There we go. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's face it. How many of those uh, drip sticks are they going to sell to kids? Basically, make him make him a face and sell yeah. those oh, yeah. toys. Huge. Um, I agree. Yeah. So we what also else, what else happened? We also had Raw. Xavier Woods. He uh, defeated Miz. Oh. You got uh, Mansoor defeated Jinder Mahal. Oh come on! Why you know, are we mentioning okay. crap? No, 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 no. It, it, it is crap on face. But the one thing, and y'all could tell me, uh, you know, if you saw it, I like the whole dynamic they have with um, Ali and um, Mansoor. I kind of like it. it, it it's it's kind of like. The, the the shady guy, which is Ali, kind of telling him, like, look, man, you can go ahead and do this your way, but my way is, you know, the cheat way. So it's almost like a battle to kind of, like, corrupt Mansoor. I, I mean, I was entertained by it. I'm pretty sure a lot of people weren't. I would like to see that kind of grow some kind of way, and that be their whole thing, is every week <laughs> Ali's trying yeah. to corrupt Mansoor. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. I can't wait to see Retribution come back. What the fuck, dude? We've seen I it. Didn't even, I didn't even it. say it. You know how to wear a mask. <laughs> Dude needs to go. Dude needs speaking to go. of speaking of retribution and people coming out in masks, how about uh, that carrying cross uh, wardrobe change? Yeah, you know what? I, I, obviously, a that's how Vince looks at him, right? A, a warrior. Yeah, um, but let's 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 be honest. If you are going to put leather straps. On someone, please make sure that the leather's not going to snap. So no shit. <laughs> he doesn't have to spend half the fucking match trying to yank it him back. That was the only real downside is it was like, come on, guys. Yeah. 
You Absolutely. Know, you know what I would love if they ever released it? You know, let's just say, you know, when Vince McMahon comes up with these brilliant fucking ideas and someone happened to tape all these conversations, like, like, like just a compilation of all of these live outtakes of him and these crazy ass ideas, like the loveless traps for carrying cross. He probably called him Batista. Batista, you should go out there and wear leather straps and dress like a Coliseum warrior. You know I mean? It would just be entertaining for me to have to listen to some shit like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Alexa bliss confronted Charlotte flair. No one excited about that. All right. Um, <laughs> question, question. No, 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 no. I mean, it could be exciting, but question mark, where's the fuck is it going to go? I, I mean, I know Matt Michaels is going to say, well, watch next Monday and see, but I, I wasn't deeply excited. I don't know if I was the only person that felt that way. All right. All right. Um, Nick, you'll, you'll, you'll see you next Monday. <laughs> That's how I knew you was going to say it. <laughs> Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley defeated Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Got a chance to see that. And, of course, you got a chance to see Riddle and Orton's celebration, which eventually brought out AJ Styles and almost. So that was your show, guys. Overall, was you uh, was you pleased for a show after uh, SummerSlam? I mean, it was okay. It was expected. It was all right. All right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was three hours of my life I can never have back, so. You know, you always say three hours of your life you never come. You don't watch it fucking live, shot for shot for three hours. I, I skipped through the DVR commercials. Yeah, so it's not three hours, dude. With the commercials they put in there, you're wasting about an hour of your life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move right over into SmackDown. And, of course, you had to start off the show with Becky Lynch. Big pop for her. Brings um, That brings uh, Bianca back out there and everyone else now coming back, wanting that title shot. What's your guys' take on that? Why did Mella come out? She wants to be that in that title shot. Zelina wants that title shot. And now Liv Morgan. Let, let me just say this though. Um, I will say this. I did believe, I thought the match with Bianca and Liv Morgan was actually pretty good. Yeah. I thought that match was I thought really so too. good. Yeah. Um, if anything, it really made Liv look good. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So, I mean, shout out to that match. But, yeah, I don't know where they go from there. Let me ask you this question. Did y'all hear uh, the the commentary on that one when Mella came out? And uh, I, I believe it was the fact that I think that's when uh, somebody had said they kept losing. And I think it was Kevin Owens because he was at announcer. He said he, he, he was asking uh, if if Michael Cole agreed. And then he, o- he goes over to Corey Graves. Corey Graves, do you agree? <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Can, can we also can we also just can we just look at the fact that everyone was so upset when Zelina Vega got released and then they bring her back and now you realize she can't do shit and she's shorter than an average woman. I think she's like four one or like three seven, <laughs> right? Standing in the ring. Seven? Hold on now. 
No, go back, go back and look at her. When she came in the ring yeah, and she's she, tiny. She's tiny, man. Yeah. Is she shorter? Hey, hey, Sensei Steve, is she shorter than um what's her name? And her name's not coming to my head. She's on um AEW. Um oh Layla Hirsch. Yeah, is she shorter than Layla Hirsch? Because Layla Hirsch is a little shorty. She she gotta be at least so, four so foot Zal- nine. According to uh the most authoritative site on the planet, Wikipedia, Wikipedia uh, Zelina <laughs> Vega is five feet one inch tall. So, so yeah, she's yeah. Uh, wow, she's right there with uh, Alexa Bliss for uh, stature, yeah. if you will. Yeah, too bad Alexa Bliss knows how to do shit. I think Zelina Vega still has some tricks in her bag, but I think the problem is, is she's just happy to be back and then be able to do her cosplay every time she comes out. Yeah. I think that was the whole nature of her getting back and it's better than well, not working. Well, uh, according to numerous people that are uh, pretty close to her, one of the big reasons why she re-signed was the prospect of being able to spend time with her husband. And then immediately after she signs, her husband uh, gets let go. Oh, well. No, Man. I'm just saying like... <laughs> fucking cares. If you're stupid enough to sign a contract... You worked in the company. You know how shit goes. What were you thinking? So, oh, well. Well, hey, shout out to John. He did say that she's taller than Hornswoggle. Barely. Barely. <laughs> Man, I have I, I have footstools that are taller than Hornswoggle. <laughs> God. Oh, really? I, I have actual stools that are taller than Hornswoggle. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man, of course. Guys. No people problems. That's uh, horrible. Paul Heyman had an issue trying to get into the door. What happened there? <laughs> yeah, I'm loving. I'm loving where this is going. This is this is just great, great writing, great storytelling, and um, man, I mean, the Usos was on point. Yep. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't been excited for a T-shirt in a long time, but that Bloodline <laughs> shirt. Uh, I already went on there. It says pre-order. I said, I got to do it, man. I got to do it. Those shirts are fire. I love it. You know? Um, But, yeah. I mean, this is great, right? I mean, this is really going to come down to where Heyman's loyalty is. It's going to be great. And um, leading up to it, just exciting. I mean, what's your guys' take on that? I would have liked to have seen Brock Lesnar on the show. Mm. Yeah. Call me crazy. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know he doesn't have, you know, he, he has a very limited number of appearances and things of that nature in his contract. And I get that. But realistically speaking, with all the stuff that happened over the last week, um, and you know, things happening in the wrestling world, yes, strike while the iron's hot. Have Brock on the show. Um, that's again, that's just my opinion. But yeah, it, that was that well, was they, something that, that they came across pretty glaring to me. I mean, they could do that because technically he 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 didn't come back attacking Roman, you know. Right. So it could just kind of be like, "What's up, man? What's you know, you know, kind of a." Hey, you just Paul, have what? the bill. Yeah, yeah, you have the bill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no reason to, to drag him out right now because they're setting up Finn Balor. Okay. You know, we'll see what happens next week. And most likely, that's when you see the first emergence of Brock. And I 
I think it's going to be in one of those situations where you think naturally Brock would be coming down to help Finn because Finn's getting his ass kicked. And maybe Brock just comes and just watches. Yeah. You know, play it out. Absolutely. Well, the only thing I I, I just want to know, and, and we even had um, uh, John in the chat talking about what a lot of people have been talking about, Paul Heyman on a pole match or Paul Heyman in a cage. Like, like honestly, I, don't, I mean, yeah, it would be entertaining because Paul Heyman himself is entertaining in that situation. But I wonder, like, how does this move forward in it in something other than that? That seems to be what's expected. So, I mean, obviously that's what's going to happen because if it's expected, WWE's going to do it. You're but- saying obviously. We didn't even see Brock Lesnar on the show, and you're already jumping to all we're going to oh, get is man. Paul Heyman on a fucking... Bruh, oh, man, I'm not going to let bruh, you get away with that. Bruh, bruh. Not this at is all. WWE we talking about, okay? If it's obvious, it's probably going to happen. Not at all. You don't think it's going to happen? They ain't going to string up that 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 man in a cage and have him go, oh, you don't think none no, of that's going to happen? No, not at all, because <laughs> Paul Heyman won't let it happen. Why not? Because it's Paul Heyman. He's not going to do something fucking ridiculous to, to make himself look ridiculous. Most likely what's going to have, end up happening is there's going to be a swerve or a double swerve. But you got to wait. Let it fucking build. I actually like uh, what Chris just put in the chat here. He says, I'd love to see Heyman as a special guest referee between Brock and Roman at Survivor Series. See, now put him in a spot where different. he has to pick a side. See, that's different. Sure. Yeah. You already booked it that he's going to be on a forklift. <laughs> and- <laughs> I didn't book <laughs> shit. I didn't I'll, book shit. I'll Come on Judy now. Bagwell, bro. <laughs> I'm just hilarious. saying, I'm just saying, I want some stuff outside the box as Chris had mentioned something like that because most times even if it wasn't paul Heyman, it seems to be going some bullshit like this and i just you, get you tired want of something it. outside of the box and you're agreeing with let's make a guy a special referee i mean it's Which a lot better than someone on a pole or in a cage it's the go-to fucking thing that is done almost bi-weekly on wrestling shows so there you go yeah all right. All right. Once um, again, my, Matt Michaels is right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, hey, uh, have any of us who have attempted to play the machines here in Vegas ever had $35 and turned that into millions or, or hundreds of thousands of dollars or or just even thousands of dollars? I mean, no. Well, it happened to Corbin, man, and he is rich, and he is happy rich right now. <laughs> I got They finally, they finally uh, are using that trademark that they filed a couple of months ago. I wondered how they were going to get to the happy Corbin gimmick, but <laughs> here we are. So, so fucking we'll lame. So hey, fucking lame. You don't like it? Hey, I actually I, like it. I, no, I, I, I think it's I like fucking it. stupid. It's the same shit they did with Cameron Grimes in NXT, just done a little bit different. All of a sudden, he came up under some money, and now he's just Mr. Big Shot. But he's not Mr. Big Shot. That's the thing. Yeah. He's still Corbin. <laughs> Did you not watch the segment? 
I did. It's just it's fucking annoying, man. Get them off a of fucking TV. So, Where are the releases when you need them? Oh god. Oh, oh, god. Man. Wait. Corbin. Oh, you know, uh, let's 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 be honest here. Simon just wants the craps table dealer to be the special referee in the match. <laughs> no, that no, that's you. not what I want. No, I want I want Corbin to be the craps dealer. That's what I want. Hey, and 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 shout out to Sean. He's right. Always happens to out of towners. That is true. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I, very I, true. I swear, I read that every day. You know, and usually from Hawaii. My lord. Um, and and of, of all places to do it at fucking Park MGM. I don't think I've I don't think I've made a fucking dollar in that fucking place. Right. <laughs> but every everybody else has. <laughs> Well, I love the gimmick, and it was great. And uh, he, of course, he called out Big E. He wanted to go ahead and uh, and and purchase that money in the bank briefcase. And uh, man, I don't know for for a hundred thousand dollars, I'm sure you guys would have went ahead and uh, took that, right? I mean, come on, you know, thousand dollars. What's up, man? It's I no, it's funny because subconsciously, I thought what would be great is. And I hadn't watched NXT yet. So I thought what would have been great is if E would have been like $100,000 for this briefcase, this one, $100,000, sure, you got it. Here you go. Walked away with the money. And then when you open it up, it's the fucking toy briefcase. Well, I actually thought that was what they were going to do at, at first. I thought that's where they were headed. But yeah. But they I already agree. did the, the, the fake already done dollar it. belt on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So those of us who didn't watch it, you know, didn't realize that until later. So, sure. yeah. Which, which I, you know, I'll get into that in NXT, what I thought of that, because that was classic. That's all I'll say. Okay. Um, all right. Anything else that happened? Looked like there was a match with, uh, with Boogs and Nakamura with Ziggler. Oh, why are you even talking about shit? You're mentioning like the worst shit. Boogs and Nakamura versus. I thought he said boobs. Boobs. The next one you had Dominic and Sami Zayn. You got a chance to see that. Nobody didn't care for the match, but I like the aftermath Ah, because I can see where it's going. Everybody (laughs) has bad days, son. Everybody has bad days. You know, and what's nice about this is when you watch the fact that it's that kind of stuff that. Mysterio is doing, you actually kind of want to see Dominic just kick his ass. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's smart because you you make him a heel, but you make him a relatable heel for someone that people, you know, just kind of think is eh right now. Yeah. Like a son, like like a son that just does not like his father's way of life. He yeah, should be his dad should be off dead for 15 years now or whatever it's been. They're going back to that old program with Eddie Guerrero. I love it. Well, whatever it is, I wish that they would do it, get it fucking on, take him off the TV, let him go get some fucking meat on them bones, get get, get a little buff, get juiced, whatever you want, and then put him back on full heel capacity, and he got some muscles. That would be entertainment. When Roman- Oh, y'all not feeling that shit? <laughs> No, no, like I, I'm, I'm good with, I'm good with Dominic turning heel and beating the shit out of Ray, without a doubt. Okay. Have him hang out with, with the bad guys. Have, I'm down, dude. Have him, have him change up his look entirely. Yeah, hell yeah. You want to, you want to get two people over at once. 
have them start fucking Eva Marie. Have them start fucking? Did I hear you correctly when you said have them start fucking Eva Marie? Yeah, show he's a grown-up man. Oh, boy. He'll come out with a full mustache, right? And she'll just come out the room in a towel saying, this is Emma, uh, Eva, I almost said it, evolution, Evolu- uh, evolution. Yeah, but he's going to come out. It's going to be a burnt red beard he's got oh going on. Oh, my God. Okay, what? so we have the yes. championship celebration, of course, how they end What it smell show. like. And, uh, <laughs> oh, where's my, I've got to make that, uh, that announcement. The views expressed in Vegas Bad Boys I, I gotta are make his own. Simon Street, obviously. Let me talk to my producer. Producer, can you remind me to make that? You got it? Remind me? All right. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Our producer took a note of that, so we should have that by uh, by next week. Um, yeah. Roman Reigns, I think, is the only one that had some pyro when he finally came out for the celebration. They kept on. <laughs> they didn't give anybody else any, uh, but that pyro was pretty lit for him. Um, they had they had pyro on Raw as well. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, mm-hmm. was, there was tons to make up for what wasn't at SummerSlam. It yeah. was almost like they were saying, like we have, like, and I'm sorry I didn't miss this for Raw because I didn't think about it. But when um, Charlotte was doing her promo, she paused for a whole fucking moment. They did her quick music, and it a whole bunch of little freaking pyro went out. I mean, it was just... well, I mean, they did the major one for Riddle when he, yeah, uh, yeah, so. Definitely... Did you peak during those moments? Because because you're one of those those WWE fans that needs pyro included in their ticket price. Well, if it was at the live show, that that probably would have been it. But I'm I'm on, I'm at home, so. But uh, hey, uh, uh, that at, at, at home he gets out his his uh, sparklers. Oh, his sparklers <laughs> to give himself a feel like he's at the live event. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> awesome. And, and, and Sean, yes, yes, you, you might be right about that for what you said, but I'm not going to repeat what you said, so I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> um, hey, 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 Sean, I saw what you said. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, too. A hundred percent. Well, just, just, to, rather, just to put it out there, he said that DJ Eva. is making his wife take notes. So, oh, whatever. I have several producers here, and they don't necessarily have to be all family, but like, but she's the only producer that puts up with your (laughs) shit so i mean it works all right let's move on man let's get over that was raw smackdown how about a little aw dynamite and rampage uh it should be pretty quick because uh rampage was boring but go ahead man uh which which (laughs) it was but come on wow (laughs) come on you you actually liked rampage Way to tee it up, dude! No, no, more, more, more than anything, I'm, I'm just laughing about the way that you handed that over to me. It's (laughs) like, here you go, talk about this piece of shit. Yeah, totally teed it up. Now, now, I didn't say, but I didn't say that about dynamite. I just said rampage. I just because that one, it was was tough. Yeah, you got to remember that he's got to talk about impact. So that is true. It's a fair foot job. (laughs) It's true. Very true. And impact wasn't that that better. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. (laughs) So realistically, let's start off with this. So, of course, the uh, the show kicked off with uh, starting with dynamite. Um, And first things first, right out of the gate, you know, you you throw two snippets of punk on last week's rampage. Mm -hmm. You get you get everybody built up. This is going to be CM Punk's first appearance on dynamite right so you're probably going to have a big crossover section of fans maybe some fans that 
hadn't tuned into AEW before. Maybe, you know, appealing to that lapsed fan base that we've talked so much about. And what do you trot out there to start the show? Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. And the very first sequence of that match is Orange Cassidy doing the slow-mo kicks that we all love him for. But to the casual fan, I could only imagine what was going through their mind while this shit was going on. As if to that say, mo- that motherfucker, That motherfucker comes out in a WWE ring. Fans would just be like, this is shit. Right. This isn't wrestling. Yeah, yeah, you've got a great point with that. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically speaking, you know, looking over this card, I don't know if if I would have started with that, to be honest, I probably would have done the uh, the Varsity Blondes versus Lucha Bros match to start the show um, because that match actually was, you know, mm-hmm. it was pretty solid. Um, now, no, no major slight to Cassidy and Hardy. Both of those guys work pretty hard. And how about the, uh, the string of freak injuries sustained by Matt Hardy and AEW? I mean, the guy takes a fucking cross body, a seemingly harmless move from Orange Cassidy, and next thing you know, his face is just exploded. In like he posted some photos to social media, the cross body really fucked him up. Like he had a bulging lip and like all sorts of all sorts of bruising and stuff. And it, that's some shit that we just don't think about. It's it's pretty crazy. Like he didn't get his. It's weird because, okay, let's face it. Matt has been wrestling forever. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the way that Orange came up, he was just a little too high for Matt. And he literally caught him where that nose just, you could see it in the video. Yep. Where the nose Immediately. And I was like, holy fuck. And it's like, it's, it's a nose, so it's going to explode. Yeah. And yeah, Matt, Matt Hardy. Can we just, is there any way we can get Matt like do we have to come up with a retirement fund or something you may need that in the in the future and it's sad to say that because I mean there's not much that hasn't been broken in his body yeah pretty much Uh, and speak speaking speaking of retirement uh up next we had Chris Jericho cutting a promo uh gee I wonder I wonder uh you know who possibly (laughs) uh stated that this very thing could happen <laughs> Jericho comes out with his tail between his legs saying I lost to you again but give me one more shot and if I can't beat you then I'll retire hmm. probably a smart person somewhere said that did you get a like check that. though did you get a check of course fucking not you need to get a check man because you're the person that prophesies that in fact you're more of a prophet than Meltzer you know it so I, I would be okay with uh, John's comment in the chat. He says, TK will be sending Steve a sweet treat in a plastic bag real soon. <laughs> okay. I, 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 fuck, I'd take that. Listen, T, TK don't know about sweet treats. He only knows about burger candy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, the... Um, yeah, so we've got to match it all out. MJF, Jericho, for like the 85th time. And uh, if Jericho loses, then he retires and is resigned to the uh, commentator booth at Rampage. Okay. Well, it's, hey, it's a good thing that Chicago just put in that mask mandate for indoor events because now they can pump in 
whatever the crowd reaction needs to be for that match. <laughs> well, realistically, though, I, I, I think that they they would get the outcome as far as the, the crowd reaction that they're, that they would want. I mean, you're, you're going to have fans that are still going to cheer Jericho, no matter, no matter how, you know, how bad a shape he's in, or no matter how bad he looks, um, you're going to have people that are going to cheer him just because it's Chris Jericho. But I mean, do we think that we, but do you think we've also hit the point though, where it's becoming MJF is more of that, what fans want to get behind than Chris is right now. I, you know? I think I, I, not to cut you off. Um, I uh, think that the thing is, and I, there's no other way to say this. AEW typically doesn't insult their viewers intelligence. Typically there are, there are exceptions to that, but as, as kind of a, a trade-off, what I've noticed is fans are more likely to, cheer the guys that should be cheered and boo the guys that should be booed on AEW programming almost as if it's a trade-off because AEW doesn't insult the fans intelligence nearly as much as other mainstream professional (laughs) wrestling shows. And I I think that, yes, there is, there definitely has to be kind of, um, you know, that, that unwritten and unspoken engagement between the promoter and, you know, the wrestling company and the fans Hey, we're not going to insult your intelligence, but you know we're going to try to outline who should be cheered, who should be booed, and you know it typically plays out for AEW. So, so I let can, me ask you I this question: that, Speaking of, uh, of 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 insult to uh, fan intelligence, um, John in the chat said it'd be like Hulk Hogan as Mister America, but actually good. If if that were to be something like that, would that be an an insult to fans' intelligence? If you know. Jericho retires, but then comes out with a freaking, I don't know, Excalibur mask or something yeah. and tries to wrestle. Because I yeah, think it I, was mentioned last week in the show, something like that could possibly happen. Wait, 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 I, wait. That, I, was, I, that was me. Wait, that was me. And I said, put him on commentary. Replace Excalibur with Excalibur, but it's Jericho under a mask. Right. Yeah. It's never been done where it's never been the wrestling. It's yeah. no commentary. <clears throat> Do something like that, but not... Steve is right. They are not going to, if they do something like that. Oh God. Yeah. They, they will lose. They will lose the the trust of that audience yeah. without question. Um, and um, yeah, it, the, uh, the promo is what it was. I mean, Jericho is still a good promo. Um, whatever. Uh, Varsity Blondes versus the Lucha Bros. Um, this was the, uh, a match in the tag team eliminator tournament. Um Lucha Bros pick up the win in 10 minutes. Um, I, I again, uh, Varsity Blondes look really good in this. Um, Ray Phoenix is on another level, though. He is he was the by far the MVP of this match, and also uh, in another match that that we'll talk about. He did it. He uh, did extremely well too. Um, but yeah, this this if nothing else. Um, should have been the show the match that started the show like i said earlier um but nonetheless the placement of this match kind of i i wasn't a fan of it um yeah uh it 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 was what it was but um the thing that i really need to talk about right now is the next match Mm -hmm. which was Mm -hmm. jamie Hayter versus red velvet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Glad we've you, we've been we've we we've been we've been doing okay with the women's division. It's it's shown a lot of a lot of progress. But unfortunately, this match uh, seemed to, uh, yeah, did not click. These guys did not have any sort of chemistry Mm-mm. whatsoever. Um, it looked like as if uh, Red Velvet missed a spot and was just thrown off entirely from there. And then uh, that overshoot on the moonsault. Yeah. The overshoot on the moonsault. <laughs> and then Jamie Hayter with the presence of mind just to – basically kick right up and just say fuck this i'm gonna hit you i'm gonna hit you with a fucking yeah i'm gonna drop you i'm gonna hit you with a lariat it's gonna be over we're going home this is it we're done um so i mean if nothing else thanks thanks for the uh you know putting us out of our misery with the uh with the quick ending on that jamie hater Mm -hmm. much appreciated someone is going to either get paralyzed or die in an AEW ring if you look at all the shit that's happened throughout, you know, the, the almost two years. So let's, let's just hope that things start to get cleaned up, you know, and this is one reason that Tony Khan doesn't know what the fuck he's doing because he's not a wrestling guy to let red velvet go out there and perform like that. She should have been again, fired on the fucking spot. Because she put Jamie in jeopardy, and that's what I don't I don't like. If 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 a wrestler is going out there and this is the national stage, and they can't perform safely, let alone their own safety, because that moonsault, she, when she did that that move, man, she almost fucking landed on her fucking neck. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's so. def- it, it, it definitely goes without saying. There's been many, many a times, and I don't watch AEW as a product all the time, to where I've seen the oversight of Tony Khan in a lot of things. So if I'm noticing it, I'm barely watching it. I mean, imagine how you guys must feel. You guys watch it way more than I do. Something bad is going to happen. And I did see that that moves all, and that was scary to watch, cringy to watch. Yeah, without a doubt, man. So... um yeah, let's uh, let's move on. There was another promo uh, with the Dark Order. Um, it looks like as if Alex Reynolds is uh, breaking away from the group for the foreseeable future. Uh, the real reasoning behind that is uh, his wife actually is about ready to give birth. So he's about ready to become a father, and he's taking some time away. But uh, this is how they're writing him out of the Dark Order for now, I guess. You know, isn't um, that funny that uh, his wife's having a baby and he gets written off TV to spend time with his wife. Cody's wife has a baby and they get their own fucking series. And, you know, he's wrestling like 90 days a week. And yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah it, hey, everything has to be about Cody, man. That's right. We've talked about that numerous times on the show. Hell, even the fucking, uh, the, the new show that they're getting, it's right there in the fucking ad. His own wife is calling him an egomaniac right there. <laughs> I mean, if Brandy Rhodes is saying it, then no one else, you know, there's, there's no problem with anyone else saying it. So there's that. Um, anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about better things. Let's talk about CM Punk coming out, being interviewed by Tony Schiavone and, uh, yeah, again, uh, you know, cuts a great promo as 
we would expect. Um, and he name dropped Penta, Phoenix, Pillman, Jungle Boy. And uh, then he said, but before all those young names, there's one guy. And the fans start chanting for Darby. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's pretty awesome that. Putting a lot of pressure there on good old Darby. Of course he is. Of course he is. But <laughs> I mean, realistically, you know, it, as Punk said himself, if if 15-year-old CM Punk, Phil Brooks, was watching AEW, his favorite pro wrestler would be Darby Allen. So, I mean, that's that's one hell of a statement to use to put over Darby, for sure. Does, um, does that mean that all of you fans in there are about 15 years old then? Was definitely a good attempt to try and uh, and, and project that, right? What you know, I mean, like I get what he's saying. I'm just saying. I'm just. It was just funny how he. But he has a point. No, no, no. But and and I'm sorry to interject. But he has a point because I've caught my son watching AEW when I'm skimming through it, and he was more attentive to Darby Allen. I mean, because again, that's something that would fit that demographic. And if that is a goal, kids, kids like people who look like them. But that's def- but fifteen and, is definitely, and that's not- the number one reason none of the kids, if they even watch the show, like you at all. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> wow. Well, they should. They should hate me. There you go. Anyway, um, obviously, uh, this this launched right into uh, an interesting section of this promo, where uh, Punk, uh, you know, he he said if he's going to answer whether he can still be the best in the world. And at this point, a yes chant broke out in which Punk simply uh, gets a uh, a sly smile on his face and says, that's somebody else's shtick, and you might just need to be a little bit more patient. And uh, obviously alluding to Brian Danielson uh, making his appearance, it's been rumored possibly uh, the Arthur Ashe show or possibly even as soon as All Out. So we'll we'll see what happens there, but... uh, I, I could definitely see them bringing in Danielson uh, at All Out for sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Him and Punk and wrestle, and then they're doing exactly what they said they're going to do, put over the young guys. Anyway, um, <laughs> Darby Allen, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston versus the Wingmen. Again, this overhyped episode of AEW Dark, which is on in place of Dynamite, I guess. Um, to no one's surprise, Darby Moxley Kingston win the match, nine minutes, whatever. Uh, you had Kenny Omega cutting a promo in the ring with Tony Schiavone. Um, Don Callis was out there, Michael Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler. Yeah, they, uh, they played the, uh, the video clip package saying that, uh, that Don Callis actually booked Christian Cage in his first pro wrestling match, which was a shoot. And uh, they, I I do like how they're kind of weaving in this kind of work shoot aspect into this storyline. They did get, uh, you know, some people on there to, to talk about how bad Christian cage was in the match and, and how uh, Don had his eye on this guy named Kenny, who just so happened to be 10 years old at the time. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and then uh, you have Don Callis in the ring cutting a promo on uh, Christian Cage and name dropping the fact uh, that he said that he used his power to favor his family over talent. 
And that makes him just like Bill Watts, Eddie Graham, Vince McMahon, and Vern Gagne. Oof. All right. <laughs> we had a Vince McMahon mention on AEW TV. All right. Um, interesting, to say the least. Uh, yeah, obviously this led to, uh, you know, Christian getting beaten down, Frankie Kazarian making the save. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. They mentioned Vince on TV? Is Vince know, right? coming? Is he coming? <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't know, Michaels. Is he? You would know better than any of us. Exactly. I, I don't know. This is news to me. Boy, I can't wait to see him. <laughs> you know what? You're, oh, you're going to have to cut the Vince McMahon image out and put it into that uh, AEW <laughs> now. Tony <awful>, yeah. <laughs> Khan's going to send him, uh, instead of a fruit basket, just a basket of cocaine. Oh, jeez. Welcome. <laughs> And then finally, our main event of the evening, I guess, Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson. Three-minute squash. Mm. This had no right to be in the main event slot. I don't <sighs> again, booking. I don't I don't get it. Mm. Um yeah, crowd yeah. was definitely cheering Malachi Black. He's supposed to be a heel. Um, after he kicks Brock Anderson in the next week, fans chant one more time. So obviously, uh, you know, you're not exactly doing uh, doing him any service as a heel. Um, after the match, Arn jumps in the ring, stands between them, and uh, Arn throws up the uh, the arm and blocks the uh, the black mass kick. And then uh, Malachi Black just uh, boots him in the nuts and then hits him with the uh, the same spinning kick. I thought that the way that they pulled that off was actually very smart. Because if you would have just had Arn just take a kick right to the head, then they probably would have continued to chant one more time. But Arn blocks the kick, and then Malachi Black hits him with a low blow, thus reinforcing the fact that he is a heel, and then lays him out with the kick. Puts him right next to his son. I thought that was extremely well done. But for some reason, you have Lee Johnson come out, and yeah, whatever lee johnson not exactly the person that i would think that i would see standing tall at the end of an episode of dynamite in 2021 uh-oh it's official there it is yes <laughs> there you go thank you and shout out to and shout out to chris also in the chat he said yes vince to aew confirmed there it is all right that's awesome. How do you feel about that, Sin City? Hey, man, whatever works. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hysterical. You covered the whole fucking show except for one match. Yep. Yep. <laughs> because you know why. Jesus. Gun Club versus the Nightmare Fucking Factory. What are you why? Thinking? Why? Yeah. Obviously, the gun club wins when QT Marshall is turned into a super geek, being distracted by Paul White, of all fucking people. I can't wait to see Big Show wrestle QT Marshall on pay-per-view. Oh, asses in seats, I say. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? You know now, what? Yeah, it, it, I intentionally left that one off and did not mention it for that reason. 
Well, I will tell you this, Sin City, just to jump right into Rampage, uh, when Excalibur, he might want, he might not want to do the JR thing and say, it's Friday night. You know what that means? Because the first thing that came out of my mouth was, oh, yeah, SmackDown. Shit, I need right. to, <laughs> I need to finish watching that. Yeah, don't, don't well, question I, me like I, that. Ideally, ideally, you would have, you would have watched SmackDown live and then turned True. right into Rampage. Yeah. So. But I don't watch them. But yeah. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I. I, I can I can see I can see them dropping that because at this point it does feel very forced. Um, obviously, it's an homage to Brody Lee. I can see them doing that on Wednesdays, but Fridays I don't quite think so. Um, we'll see. They'll probably drive that into the ground though. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, this one did kick off. Uh, AW Rampage did kick off with an amazing match that got the crowd hyped. Um, Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Bros. Um, and this match was absolutely solid. It, it was somewhat slow to get started, but it was it was absolutely awesome by the time it was all said and done. 13 minutes, Lucha mm -hmm. Bros pick up the win. So they will go on to face the Young Bucks at uh, All Out in the cage match. Um, Keep in mind, uh, they never had a return match after uh, after they uh, lost to the Young Bucks uh, in the ladder match two years ago at All Out. So um, kind of interesting that everything is coming back around. And uh, hopefully at this point, uh, with the cage being out there and you know them kind of building everything as they have, hopefully we'll see the Lucha Bros dethrone the Young Bucks at the, at the pay-per-view for the tag team titles. And then, the, um, then the Bucks go away, please. Anyone? <laughs> it, I, honestly, like this, this has the potential of being a match that could write them off TV for a little while. I, I hope so. Cool. Yeah, and, and re realistically, I, I could definitely see that happening for sure. I hope, I, I, I hope so because when I finally do watch AEW like I did this week, every time I see them, or even when I skim through, they look more ridiculous than they did the week prior. The, obviously they're doing go. their jobs bro they're doing i know they are man like. but i know they are but i just i'm just like what the fuck are you wearing what are those i'm just being real no shit no shit so um elsewhere uh and yes impact you were right uh rampage other than that opening match was right. uh very very uh pedestrian we'll say uh ty conti and the bunny uh bunny picks up the win in five minutes Dude. which is fucking stupid first off fucking the, stupid the go ahead the crowd was just like they, they was having their what am i watching moment and why am i here they was having that moment during yeah. that match and it just got worse from there and i'm just like and i'm just like i'm just watching this whole thing going like what happened like it's just so dead i mean i'm thinking this is supposed to be the hype show you know so here's the Here's the thing that there were a couple of things that were working against them. Um, number one, the the card itself wasn't great. Number two, this was the third hour of the tapings. They taped this immediately after Dynamite uh, got finished taping. So, um, yeah, all those things together. But still, my biggest issue with this particular match was they put it over on commentary. Ty Conti had won like 15 singles matches in a row. To have her lose via distraction fucking finish to the bunny of all people in five minutes in a throwaway match, you're just 
literally you're throwing away a 15 match win streak which keep in mind wins and losses are supposed to matter right tk uh-oh <laughs> hey guys Come hey guys on. i think sin city steve is coming back on our side Shh. let him go go ahead sin city Bro, I'll never be back on your side. I don't know what you're Dude, talking about. Impact, Impact, you're the only person that's talking about that. Just as much as as many of the Impact fans are talking about your championships that are at your home. It just, it just, it just being real with you. It'll never so, happen. Oh, okay. I'm I'm but, lost on that, but I know it was it was somewhere in there. It was gonna come out. Let me just say this right quick. Um, yeah, Sin City. Um, okay. I get it that uh, there's not they're not used to having celebrities show up uh, at their show, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a little different. But my God, I don't need to hear. Boy, Giannis is having a great time. Look at him; he is just falling. Giannis is dead. Oh my God! Look when he sits down. I'm sure he's blocking people. Oh, look at oh, Giannis. Oh, and his brother—that's his brother right there. Oh, and Giannis came in. He just walked in. Giannis, 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 Giannis. I heard his name almost 12 times at least. And I'm going, come on, man. I I get it. You got a, you got an NBA champ there. But just do like WWE. They show them, hey, you clap your hands, you celebrate, and we don't see them anymore. That's it. They just got to learn. But it was just tiring. To hear. You almost thought Giannis was a part of the show. Would you agree with that? <laughs> well, they did, they, did, they did do a segment, a dark segment, um, elsewhere during the tapings where they brought him out and gave him a legit AEW championship uh, belt and okay. the whole deal. Well, there you go. So, okay. yeah. So yeah, they, they basically did do that. And supposedly that whole thing was orchestrated by Mark Henry. So <laughs> that, okay. Well, well, why are these people in this company? Why are these people anywhere near this shit? <laughs> no. It, so, I, so as far as as far as getting getting uh, Giannis there, it, that was something that was done by Mark Henry, according to uh, Tony Khan himself. He actually mentioned that in a podcast with Meltzer that uh, that Mark Henry pulled those strings. But yeah, and it seemed like as if that was all that he talked about. That was th those were the only contributions that Mark Henry made whatsoever to the commentary booth. Were was stating that how much fun Jonas was having. It's like it that man was on fire in that split screen interview that he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, that, that, yeah. All, all that I'm going to say is at least they're trying. At least they're trying with that shit. It, I say, so, and, and it's not the so wrong with that. Go, I, wait, mm -hmm. DJ, hold on a second. Sure. We go from, their competition for the WWE to, well, at least they're trying. Good, good job, little Billy. I'm so glad. Here's your participation award. I guess my only okay. thing is okay. that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, so. Take the right, gloves off, cool. Sin City. Take the gloves off. Take them off. Uh, I, I, I can't do that. I'm not going to. But regardless, the fact of the matter is this, is that. Quite honestly, outside of this being a very pedestrian episode of AEW Rampage, I would definitely much rather watch both Dynamite and Rampage compared to fucking Raw, SmackDown, any other WWE-based product, and especially with the fucking juvenile bullshit 
that looks like we're going to be getting an NXT. The shit looks like a fucking kindergartner designed the fucking logo and the <laughs> crayons. 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 Watercolors. Watercolors. I'll get into that God too. Only knows, God I'll only get into knows that. what we're going to be changing to. Oh, yay. We're going to have Ooh. another another six six fucking 300 pound dude can't fucking wrestle and he we're gonna push him to the fucking moon awesome i'm sorry you you had to leave off a match that involved six guys (laughs) on that roster so the nxt logo oh great segue segue. kenny omega brandon cutler christian cage frankie kazarian uh this match was uh, an absolutely nothing match and it was way too hokey uh nine minutes uh kazarian cage pick up the win and uh i obviously there was no way in hell that this show was going to top last week but uh yeah again this was extremely pedestrian and uh yeah Hopefully next week they can rebound. Even though Rampage last week was the number one sports show on all of on all of cable TV in the eighteen to forty nine demographic. Let me ask you this: Going back to that, in in the numbers, is it is it true that they pulled a a one point one for CM Punk? Yes. Why yes. why does that number they to beat me... they beat SmackDown in the eighteen to forty nine demographic? But More wh- people wh- aged does... eighteen to forty nine beat SmackDown. Why does beat, it seem like? Watched, uh, Rampage than uh, SmackDown. Why does that number to me seem relatively low, though, for such a huge amount for CM Punk? I'm just out of curiosity. It just seemed like it would. If, I'm not saying it should be a two, but if anything, close to one seven, one nine, one one. They've already completed that number without CM Punk. So I'm just kind of curious as to, don't you th- like? What do you think happened that didn't it didn't register for it to be a higher number? They put it on the thunder. Essentially, why the fuck they didn't put that on their main show? I don't know, man. Did you just say thunder? WCW thunder. It's fucking thunder. It started off great for the first two episodes, and then I heard correctly. You know. I heard correctly. Then okay. <laughs> wow. Matt <All> right. Michaels. <laughs> thunder. Let's uh, <laughs> jump over then to. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> um, impact. No, I'm joking. Go ahead. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Actually, actually, NXT is supposed to come up next. Um, you know what? Let's do NXT. Uh, Simon Street. I mean, go ahead. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I I watched I watched NXT, and you know, I at some point was confused as to why I was watching. At some point, um. What is it? The TikTok tag team women's? Well, no, it, it, TikTok. It, it isn't. Huh? Well, let me get into that. Okay. Okay. Because I was not. So impressed. as everybody. <laughs> so because you would, it ain't it, it ain't your demographic. I'm sure. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Go ahead. But uh, all right, all right. So as we all know, obviously NXT is going to be making some changes uh, officially starting next week. I thought it was this week. Maybe I heard differently. Um, but we got our regular NXT and probably the last episode in this type of format. Um, if you've seen the logo, most people who are probably in that demographic that I'm in are like, this looks juvenile and childish, look like NXT got squished together, the X is elongated out, and there's watercolors everywhere. I'm not a fan of it, but it is what it is. But today's uh, night was kind of good, and there was some, sh- some, some sprinkles of what we probably will be looking at. I've been watching NXT for the longest. I've never heard 
of taking a moment to look at, uh, uh, you know, when they mentioned um, uh, Catanzaro and Carter's TikTok, and they didn't even do it justice. They only showed like a quick little snippet of them, like they're about to play the TikTok and then play the whole thing. So apparently we're probably going to be seeing more of that in NXT, which I'm not excited oh, about. Yeah. But hey, if you're going for a younger demographic, shit, go to freaking TikTok, you know? Uh, but anyways, outside of all of that shit, because we'll probably get into that, you know, the next time we have our podcast, because that shit happens next week. But uh, it was a pretty decent night. I would say it was a pretty decent night. You know, we started off, obviously, you know, um, you know, aftermath of, of, you know, TakeOver. So it started off tonight with Cameron Grimes coming out with Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man. Uh, you know, DiBiase kind of basically said, skimmed over some of the same things he said the first time it was there, but there was no double cross. And so, you know, kind of celebrated, uh, you know, the victory that Cameron Grimes had. Um, what was really good, and then y'all mentioned it earlier, is when, uh, you know, Ted, Ted DiBiase said, hey, with all good things comes to an end, and they shoot over to uh, him going in the limo and everything. And Cameron Grimes talks about, I'm going to get this back to you. At that point... I kind of thought of, you know, it'd be really, really cool if they had gave him a toy belt. And I really thought about it, and I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was the most asinine thing I could think of. And there's a lot of things I say that's asinine, so I really was out, out, out in the trash. Sure enough, he fucking turned around and did that shit. And it was an awesome moment because I said that, that to me, is, 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 is the million-dollar man. He always had something up his sleeve. He always would do subtle shit, but would leave a long-lasting impact, and it did that. So um, if we don't see Ted DiBiase for a long time on NXT, I'm super excited about that. I thought that was the perfect way for him to go off in the sunset, leave his legacy behind, per se. And um, I was happy he was here as a guest at NXT. I do not want to see him the next couple of weeks. Nothing against him personally. I love him. But um, it, it just was the best closing for him. Um, Outside of that, um, you know, the next big match, which was interesting enough, was uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Ridge Holland. Um, every time I see Ridge Holland, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but I keep thinking back to that injury he had. Like, every time I've seen him, he's been backward about almost three weeks, two weeks uh, in ring, I think you want to say. But I keep thinking back to that injury. And so uh, that match with with Timothy Thatcher was, was sheer delight. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Timothy Thatcher did sustain an injury. Um, they haven't said what it is or anything like that. Uh, so that, that's not a good sign. Usually when they haven't mentioned it at first, I thought, is this a work or something? I don't know, but, uh, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm okay with playing the fool on that one. If it is a work, oh, well, it's part of the entertainment, but, uh, they did mention on, on NXT, in a, in an NXT tweet that they could not disclose what the end he's out indefinitely. So whatever the heck it is, whatever the heck it is. But I, I, um, really quick, Simon, yeah. um, I, I just have to say, I really liked what they did with Ridge Holland during his entrance. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that I thought that that came with off extremely well. Yeah, with the mm -hmm. smoke and just just the cinematography of it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and legitimately, um, you know, pivoting to from what I said earlier, just given what you know what WWE is looking to do. Ridge Holland is definitely going to be pushed extremely mm -hmm. hard in the new NXT for sure. Yep. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, if he holds some gold before too long, um, dude looked like, yeah, he looked, he looked serious. It was, it was really well, really well packaged, really well presented. 
Well, it was even it was even cool even that part whenever he was going through like the whole smoke and everything, and then you see Pete Dunn in the background, which is good because yep. you know we're, we're going to probably see more coming down the pipeline throughout the week of what this group is, and I'll get a little bit more into that because you know, as the match is going on and everything, and they got done obviously, you know, um, uh, Oni Lorcan comes back and you realize Danny Birch is back. You know, I think he was out for what I think they said six months with his injury that he had. So it's good to see uh, Danny Birch coming out and he was over there just swinging and hitting everybody. And of course, you know, Tommaso Ciampa comes out and, and, and it's interesting because before uh, Birch got hurt, I felt like that was the plan that they kind of wanted to have anyways, was to have him, uh, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch and uh, Pete Dunn be like a, a faction or a stable, if you will. And of course, you know, those plans got nicked with the injury. Um, but with this right now, we'll find out what their faction is going to be called. If they even have a faction, this might be associated with each other. But um, I do like um, uh, where this is going. I really do. War and, games. War games. Uh, of course, it'd be war games. But I'm just saying it's just in general. I, I like how they're, they're pairing them together. Like we thought we were going to get, you know, over what, nine months ago. I think... I think Ridge Holland was out for about almost nine months, even longer than that, I think, uh, with that injury he had. Um, kind of moving along and everything. Uh, of course, as we mentioned earlier with the TikTok and how it seems like NXT is kind of trying to cater to a younger demographic, I would assume, because most men that are a lot older ain't really consumed about TikTok. I know Impact is, but he's just a different breed of, of older male adult. But uh, most of us aren't, aren't looking at our TikToks, TikToks, uh, that much, but they did mention Caden Carter and Captain Nazaro, and I've said before in in, in, this, in the podcast, I really like them as a tag team. I get it that they probably may not have maybe what they're looking for, but after this match that they have with Gigi Dolan and uh, J.C. Jane, uh, I you know, I, they, they looked really good. They, they always look solid. They look coordinated. They look like an official tag team, even going back, what, four months ago. It looks like yeah, they're going to go over looks like they're going to probably do a push to where they'll be the next people up for a, a tag, uh, a women's tag team shot. We'll see what happens. How they're far they're that a goes. good team, but they got a, it, that, that storyline for them is not good. It, they should kill that. That's what storyline of the whole TikTok idea, you know, uh, yeah, but, but, it, but did you, I understand. Listen, I get TikTok's not for me. I know what TikTok is, but even watching what was being done, I don't even see, I don't even see from who they're trying to gather that from and looking at that and being entertained by that because it's, it's not, it's not entertained. I think but here's the thing. Yeah, here's the sorry. thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, 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 no. I'm with you on that personally. Yeah. I'm personally. But here's the unfortunate side of this for us older males. Cause that's mostly the demographic that shit does sell because you'll have someone that's watching it that's a younger person and will immediately go to TikTok because that's where their fingertips are already on anyways and will immediately go over to them, look at their TikTok. The only thing I can hope is that these people already have a pre-existing TikTok channel that when these people go to, they have more than just that one video. Do you see what I'm saying? Because that's just going to get well, I would have real. to see what more of that video look because the clips they yeah, show, the clips they show <laughs> have them doing a... Uh, Look like a couple of dance moves, which they wasn't. I, I don't know. It looks stupid. Whatever. Go ahead, because I don't want to say. But they've been doing this for a while now. It's not like yeah. it was just once. So yeah. that's yeah, the whole thing. They've been thing. doing it for a while. Yeah. The the whole thing is is that yeah, it looks dumb. It looks stupid. But 
you're not fucking seven years old or ten years old or yeah but at the same time i don't think there i say there i say a 15 year old phil brooks would have fucking died for that (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and no 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 you laugh but but here's the thing because I got a 16 I'm sorry, and NXT is not that shit makes it. sense. They're not that trying to pull their NXT is not trying to pull a seven year old, ten year old demographic. That's not you what they're trying not? to do. You think not? No, not an NXT. You think not? Not NXT. You think not? I don't not You NXT. think not? Not NXT. Come on. Not, not, yeah, that's been that's been that's, happening stay NXT. Tuned. Did you see it's the redesign of the logo? It looked like some shit on CW. Like we're gonna exactly, have some cartoons. We're gonna fit NXT in between whatever the most recent cartoon what's, is what's, and the other cartoons. Uh, like what? we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get Triple H before an episode of NXT, like the old school Disney Channel spots. <laughs> yes. And he's gonna be like, This is Triple H, and you're watching NXT, and he draws an X or some shit. Oh Jesus. You know what was funny, Sin City? I looked at that that logo first thing that came to me. I said, Oh man, WWE gonna get bought by Disney and they're gonna make NXT live. In Disneyland or Disney World, live. Come see NXT live yeah, at Disney yeah, World. No, you, no you know what's funny? <laughs> yeah, is what was just announced this week is fucking AEW Dark is going to be starting back at Universal Studios I'm just and saying. doing yeah, doing the shit for for the Universal Studios crowds. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Oh, that, that, well, maybe that we can like have Mouse and maybe, be right behind it. Maybe we go, can oh, ask oh, uh, Matt Michaels to sneak us in. He's got connections. All I got to say is ticker <laughs> tape parade for Hogan coming up. Yep. Very soon. <laughs> yep. No, but um, interesting. Except enough this is time that it'll be Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. <laughs> interesting enough with this uh, with this match, though, uh, you know. Is, is is what revolves around uh, Gigi Dolan and uh, J.C. Jane. They showed him back you know, a little, little bit later on. No, but I got to mention it because some people care about Mandy Rose, okay? Um, Mandy Rose pops out and, you know, kind of talks about, hey, if, if you're interested in not going back. I'm uh, interested in watching Mandy Rose pop out. <laughs> exactly. That's the only reason. <laughs> and then, hold on, hold on, here you go. Uh, here you go. Since she, she, she pops out and she says, hey, since City Steve, if you're interested in never going back, come follow me. That that, that sounds like the beginning of a flick. I'm just gonna say, be honest with you, but All right. um, yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called Sonia Deville and Mandy, the actual story. So wow, but yeah, that's interesting because, like I said, uh, oh, you God, know, Steve, talking, you already finished. Man, my goodness, <laughs> damn. Yeah. You guys are such bad boys. And we are bad boys. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but yeah, kind of getting back to that. That's interesting. I, I guess that's going to be her capacity as a manager. Uh, you know, and that's going to be the team that she's kind of rearing. I mean, you know, that <laughs> she does sound <laughs> bad too. But that's the team that she's going to be representing and in, in working Sorry, for. Sorry, you got to no speed this up, man. The show going to go into midnight. You know, I kiss my ass. Steve's been going on for a long time. Well, he's part of the reason, too. Let's go. Whatever, whatever. Kiss my ass. Anyways, so. Hey, you're the main go one that is going to tell us I got to go to bed. I got to go. Peace. You the first one to be out. Man, it's 919. Trust right. yourself, bro. Trust yourself. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah, Impact, Impact's only have three minutes to talk about Impact. So. Exactly. I only, I only exactly. got three minutes, if that. Anyways, uh, <laughs> 
other than that, uh, you know, <laughs> Kaylee Ray, and, 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 this, and, and this is where I have some feedback. Kaylee Ray and Vantina uh, Feroza, uh, they had a match. Um, I think it's Feroza. Van- <laughs> How do you say it? How do you say it, Michael? No, How do you say what was it? your first name? Valentina. Okay, that's a better pronunciation. That first one, you like Valentina. I said Valentina. No, I said Valentina. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, uh, they had a match and everything. You know, obviously it ended the way it ended. I, you know, okay, here's the thing. You've been mentioning Haley Ray, okay? Longest reigning, 649 days as UK women's champion. That's pretty dominant. You don't just... As Beth Phoenix says, it's it's one thing to get the title. It's another thing to hold it, okay? You have her go against this girl. We know usually it's a squash match, but I wasn't impressed to showcase what she's really about. Now, maybe it was just me when I saw it. How did you feel, Sincere? I feel like you could give a, a decent take on that did you feel like that was necessary I mean, or, or... It, it, it was it was what it needed to be it, it didn't need yeah. to be any longer it was a two uh, almost a three minute squash match yeah um yeah it, it it is what it is um it'll be it'll be good to see her you know mix it up with the you know the nxt women's division yeah so. it, it, it we're definitely excited and and i'm glad that they they stated in the commentary that what she did in uk she's looking to do the same thing in, in NXT here, uh, our NXT Disneyland is what we'll start calling it. So anyways, what was the fun segment that was coming at, which I found entertaining was Samoa Joe and, uh, you know, him coming out, NXT champion, talking about everything. And then, you know, you have the woodworks come out. We've all seen it in WWE or just wrestling in general, you know. Uh, but I understand why LA Knight come out. You lost, bro. You And, and not lost, L-O-S-T, like lost, like you should be in catering. You lost as in uh, at TakeOver. Why are you even rearing your head up in here? Uh, but, you know, LA Knight can do no wrong. Uh, if it's late night, it's LA Knight or some shit like that. But anyways, Jesus I thought it was... Christ, get to the fucking point, man. You know what? You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> anyways, so I thought it was interesting, you know, how all that happened. And then Tommaso Ciampa spills over. And it's more of this chaos. I thought that Joe was supposed to be the one handling this. But I guess he said, fuck that job. I'm now regular, you know, management. So NXT's going to be chaos. Shut the fuck up. Chill. (laughs) Damn. Doing my segment. So anyways, um, I thought that was funny. But the biggest thing that that, that I really, really liked, really, really, really liked was uh, seeing Boa. No, I'm fucking with y'all. I didn't. Really, I really didn't enjoy that. But no, no. The uh, <laughs> the the conclusion to the NXT breakout uh, tournament: Carmelo Hayes versus Odyssey Jones. I was very very happy with that end result. That is who I was picking to kind of go all the way. Uh, and and to be honest with you, I like how they didn't overdo the celebration. You know what I mean? They had it just right. It was quick. They had this little little fireworks and everything. Asked them, who do you want to pick for the next champion? Uh, I think it's going to be Swerve Scott. That's the only thing that makes sense, but I could be wrong. Um, and it was it was just good. So I'm looking, I'm really excited to see him. And I'm sure that like most uh, of these tournaments, you'll probably see Odyssey Jones, obviously, um, still showing up for matches. Yeah, he's a big um, dude. I believe he, no, he's a very big dude, and he's very likable. Very, very likable. Yeah. Um, and some and some of the other participants in that tournament you might see. Um, usually they usually take three. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about Boa because that's just boring as shit. Whack. 
Um, but then you had your main event, which was Hit Row versus Legardo del Fantasma. Um, first and foremost, I want to say that Legardo del Fantasma can't say enough. Right now on the current landscape of WWE, definitely one of the top three three-man groups. And that maybe it's just, just me. They're fucking solid. I like them. I don't ever want them to go to the main roster because they will ruin them. They'll probably be fragmented and sold off and carted. Some of them will get released. <laughs> I love them at NXT. Please stay at NXT because I enjoy watching y'all. But y'all went against Hit Row, and Hit Row uh, was prepared for y'all. Uh, some outstanding pe- performances in that match was uh, top dollar, kind of showing you what you do, but definitely um, uh, Adonis. I mean, like, he was doing more than he normally does. He looked really impressive. But the big thing of the night was uh, B-Fab, you know, uh, I- intervening with the bat. And are, are, are intervening, and then you have uh, make sure I say her name correctly. Electra Lopez wow. comes out for uh, what you like her. Oh no, I just I just I thought you said the name right. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so so now Lagarda del Fantasma has evened it out, and yes, this is what popped in my mind. Uh, uh, Matt Michaels for War Games is these two teams. I'd rather see this for war games than whatever they have, but they may not even do that. But uh, fun stuff. NXT was good. I'm glad that I uh, went longer than I needed to just so I could see Matt Michaels be irritated. <laughs> no, it's not irritation. It's just your dumb ass is going to be the first one going. <laughs> it's 925. We didn't went to three, four. We got show, brother. Fucking brother, it is not twenty-five. We goddamn we shows to cover. Shows. Oh my gosh! All of a sudden, we, we got New Japan, which is so important. <laughs> <laughs> now his real feelings coming out. You hear this shit? Yeah, man. Well, we appreciate it. You know, and I, you know, and I actually feel bad. Uh, I was going to tell you off the show, Michaels. I feel bad because I actually forgot to leave SmackDown for you. Um, Seg- oh, that's okay. Because I don't need to to be like this is my segment, and I'm gonna talk. <laughs> oh my gosh! My dad, oh my talk. gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez>. Motherfucker! <laughs> Motherfucker! Oh god! I wish we could take commercial breaks. This would be the one we just have. To, we would have. To oh do. shit! Oh my god! All right. <laughs> All right. Impact. <laughs> Okay, we're done with Impact. Let's move on to New Japan. Well, it will be actually oh, that fast. So I'll try not to make... Uh, there was a lot going on on Impact, but only a couple of things worth uh, mentioning. Um, Chris Bay had a match with David Finley, which was really good and great to see. Um, you know Chris Bay's Bullet Club, right? He's Bullet Club now. Mm-hmm. and um, Finesse Club. Yes, the <clears throat> Finesse Club, the shirt drop. I like it, guys. I might actually have to get that shirt. I'm being real. The Finesse. It would be your first Bullet Club uh, Bullet Club shirt. <laughs> it would be. It would. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I should put that on and represent for next. Well, it probably won't come that fast, but um, maybe two weeks have it, you know, and, and have it on for the show, you know, represent my boy Chris Bay. Uh, but he was looking good in that match. And, of course, he won. By doing, I guess, I guess that's Bullet Club shit cheating, right? Because he had his his feet on the ropes, and he got the of three. Course. <laughs> so he learned. Pretty, he means necessary. <laughs> pretty much. Um, 
Oh, man. And shout out to John. He said, who isn't in the Bullet Club nowadays? I don't know, but Chris Bay's in it. So that's, uh, you know, shout out to him. A uh, great match between uh, him and uh, David Finley. So um, also, they did kick off the show with, um, well, they didn't kick it off. Actually, there was a, a portion of the show when Christian Cage came out. And um, Tommy Dreamer shows up and decided that he wanted to um, – you know, welcome Christian Cage, and and he also said, "Hey, I I want to do one more one more match with you. You know, it not to be no championship match. It doesn't have to be. I just want to have a match bef- with you one last time, whenever, wherever. Let's just promise to do that." And of course, they shook hands, and it was great, and everything is good. Ace Austin comes out because that's who the next uh, championship match for impact title is going to be ace Austin and Christian. And that's actually going to happen at victory Rose sep- uh, September 18th. So uh, about a good three weeks from now on uh, impact plus uh, you'll get a chance to see that match. But um, yeah, he comes out and of course they have this, uh, they interchange in, in their promos and everything. Uh, ace Austin looking to be one of the youngest guys to uh, hold that title. And who knows, you know, maybe he could do it. Although I think Christian's going to be holding on that belt for, for, for a minute. So, you know, it is what it is. But what end up happening is they end up becoming this, this, this strife in the ring now with Ace and, uh, uh, and Fulton. And now you got Tommy in the, in, the, in the ring and you got Christian in the ring. And all this fighting now calls for what? For now there to be a match between Ace Austin and Tommy Dreamer. Which, if Tommy Dreamer wins that match, it now becomes a three-way for the Impact title at Victory Road. Somehow, Tommy Dreamer got himself in a match for that. Wow, good job, Tommy. That's what Are you happens. excited for that? You know, that's what happens when you're a part of the Anthem corporate. You know, I think that's what he represents. So, you know, you, you just wiggle your way inside of a event that you shouldn't even be a part of. But who knows? I mean, the match hasn't happened. Maybe Ace will actually uh, win that match and it'll stay one-on-one. But we know where the writing's on the wall on this, right? You don't have a match like that, and it doesn't, uh, and that doesn't happen. Let's see, what does John just say? He said, Tommy Dreamer will wrestle Christian Cage for the TNA title with Moose as the special guest referee. <laughs> man. Well... You never know, man. And That's original man. booking, by the way. I can't <laughs> wait to see a guest referee. I've never seen that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, so, I mean, outside of that, I mean, that was practically it. There was other things. Bountiful Glory, they are still promoting. Don't forget, that's actually going to be out here in Las Vegas, October 23rd. I'm excited for that. Looking forward to that. I'm going to try to keep my eyes open for when tickets go on sale for that. So, uh, but they're, they're promoting that, uh, heavily on their show. And, uh, I think that was, Oh, there was a, the main event was Willie Mack and rich Swan versus the good brothers. And this was for a non-title match. So whenever there's a non-title match automatically, that just means that rich Swan and Willie Mack is going to win, which they did. You know, which probably now they haven't said it yet, but we'll probably get them a match and then they will probably lose and the good brothers still hold the title. So, you know, that's impact for you. You know, I mean, you got to love what they do, man. 
predictable, but, huh? But the biggest, <laughs> but the biggest news for Willie Mac is Willie Mac is XPW now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I saw that. He, I saw that. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming. Uh, one of the first big signees for XPW's big relaunch. Yeah, on the East Coast. Oh, yep. I hadn't heard that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He also sported a uh, a new. Uh, I was. <laughs> Yeah, he sported a new jacket on the show that had that had a uh, like a cartoon character of him, and uh, it looked pretty sweet. It looked real. I don't. I, I actually went on the <laughs> on the shop zone to see if that. I'm like, are y'all selling that jacket? Uh, I, I didn't see it, but it was pretty sweet. I'm out to ask him about that. Like, you know, man, where can where, where can one get a Willie now jacket like that? Uh, it was nice, but anyway, yeah, man, that was um, that was uh, impact, and um, yeah. We'll see where they go from there. Um, let's move on. Oh, another thing they were promoting, just as uh, I forgot on Impact, was, of course, the all-women's pay-per-view, NWA Empower. I mean, that was another big thing of the show. Uh, and so let's just go right into NWA Empower just to talk a little bit about it. That was the what, first ever uh, all-women's pay-per-view put together by Mickey James. Um Apparently, because I, I didn't get a chance to see it, but this was a very, uh, uh, the show turned out very successful, uh, which I was glad to hear. Um, just to give you a couple of updates on some of the matches and, and, and winners of it. Uh, Diamante from AEW defeated Kylie Ray and Chick Tormenta. So we have that. The NWA Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament semifinal match. The Hex, Allison K and Marty Bell defeated Hell on Heels, which is Renee Mitchell's in Sahara. Seven, the NWA Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament semifinal match: Red Velvet and Kylan King defeated the Free Babes, which of course is Miranda Gordy and Jazzy Yang. And then my girl, the Impact Knockout Championship match: Deanna Perrazzo ver uh, versus Melina. Yes, Deanna held on to that title. The NWA World's Tag Team Championship match. Um, look, oh, look like they maybe wrote that out twice, um, on there. Yep. So we have that. And then we have the NWA world championship match. Camille defeated Layla Hirsch. You have that. And so, uh, then they had an NWA women's, uh, invitational cup gauntlet match. And for that, it just, oh, okay. So Chelsea green, she defeated Bianca Corelli, Corelli. Debbie Malenko, Lady Frost, Jamie Senegal, Genocide, Kiara Hogan, Masha Slamovich, Thunder Kitty, and Tootie Lynn. So, yeah, that was pretty much the show. And um, hey, Are you sure this just wasn't the lineup at the local Crazy Horse? <laughs> <laughs> just oh, just listen to that list of names, man. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Oh boy, that's funny. You might you, you might have, you have a point there. Um, <laughs> that's how they should do, you know. <laughs> now come into the ring. <laughs> Everybody, show your love. <laughs> Step into the stage. Get your dollars out. <laughs> yeah, man, that's funny. Oh, in oh, a big announcement, I can't. I almost forgot. Awesome Kong made a surprise appearance to announce her retirement from pro wrestling. So that happened too. So yeah, overall, like I say, it, it seemed like it was successful. So shout out to uh, for Mickey James for that, and um, you know, hopefully, um, I may see if there's a way I can 
watch that. But if not, you know, maybe I'll catch it in the future. You know what I mean? NWA Empower. All right. Ring of Honor was very good. Did you guys get a chance to catch that? Uh, even you on Simon Street? Did you get a chance? I didn't get a chance to this okay. week, unfortunately. So let me just say this. Um, and this is to go to Sin City because I know we mentioned before uh, Max, the, the Impala. Uh, she Impaler, had, yeah. Paler, I'm sorry. She had a match against Angelina Love. But then before I even talk about that, I I said it I said it last time. I'm gonna say it again. I'm really surprised that this woman is not signed. To yeah, s- no shit. Dude, she is now scary. Scary, absolutely. But for anybody, I would see that as being gold. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> while she's wrestling, she's just she's 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 grunting. She's menacing. She looks scary. Yeah, I mean, mouth all messed up. I mean, it's just, I don't know. But again, you know what they should do? You know what they should do? And I'm sorry to have to interrupt. If she doesn't get signed, WWE may want to try and get her because that added to an Alexa Bliss thing could possibly work. And maybe it's just me with my childish ass, but I was just like... Well, I mean, to be honest with you, that would work, but I mean... I don't know. I mean, but, but, what, what happens after that match, though? I mean, it's... It, it, and she becomes part of the regular... Uh, yeah, but you, you, know. gotta, you, gotta, you gotta remember, too, but you have... You've had Sue Young, and you've had Rosemary, and um, was it but a she's a, But she's a little she something different herself? from that, though. She's not... I, I don't know. Like, how... If, She's scary looking, but not to the point where, you know, she's like from the dead. I mean, the whole idea. She looks like hills have, uh, what was that movie? Hills have eyes. You know, the people that you, that in the desert, they, your car break down and they, they eat you and shit. Sounds bad, but that's exactly what um, has eyes. She has that look like, um, what's the movie like? That's how you get the red beard. (laughs) God. Uh, like the movie Mad Max, you know, she like looked like she could have yeah, came from apocalypse, one of, uh, post-apocalypse. yeah, like that. Yeah, but um, anyway, <laughs> look, she had a match with Angelina Love and was of course whooping the shit out of Angelina, and it just got to a point because you at this match at this time that I've you seen her twice, you're going, she's got to win this Ring of Honor Women's Television Tournament because who's going to beat her? You know that that's the first thought that comes to my mind. Sure enough. She grabs Angelina, put her in a in a sleeper hold over the ring, and as they're counting, you know, the ref count her to five, she's not letting go. So the ref gave her another count of five, pretty much a count of ten, like giving her a chance. She still didn't let go, so she got disqualified, you know. So that's how they got her not continuing. And Angelina Love, who pretty much couldn't do nothing to this woman, now will advance to the semifinals. But I'm just saying, overall, man, uh, she's I, – I hate to not know I won't be seeing her much unless I try to figure out, you know, what local show she's on to see to see what she's doing because she's awesome, you know. I just, just want to shout her out for that. And um, so, yes, now you're going to have Roxy and Angelina Love in the semifinals. That's on uh, one bracket. And the other one is Alizé. And the winner of the hustle that match they had was Allison K and Trish um, uh, Adora, and the winner of that match ended up being uh, Trish. And that and that match was great. In fact, I thought Allison K was going to end up winning that one because she was whipping all on uh, Trish. But Trish came back, um, uh, hit her with that lariat Tubman move, uh, and that was a wrap. Yep. 
<laughs> so it's gonna yeah, so it's gonna be Alice and Trisha Dora, and then on the other side, Roxy and Angelina Love. So we're about to get about to get to the finals, y'all, for the ROH Women's Championship. It's it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't seen it yet. And then the last match they had was for the uh, Ring of Honor World Television title with Eli Isom versus Dragon Lee. And that right there was one hell of a match. Dragon Lee is just amazing. I don't get to see him uh, work as much as I would like to, but he was just, he's on fire. And he, I, I see why he's, I can see him even be, even being one of, you know, eventually being the Ring of Honor World Champion. I mean, he's just that good. Um, but Eli did a great job too. I mean, I mean, these were, these guys put on one hell of a show. Um, I'm just excited. I think they have a, uh, I think I put down their next show is, um, oh, death before dishonor. So there's just coming up September 12th. So, um, and there's a big card coming up for that. So worth getting, man. Um, yeah, I mean, ring of honor, just, they just do good stuff, man. And, and, um, you know, listen to Caprice and and, and Riccoboni. Those two, I tell you, they don't care if there's nobody watching the show, if nobody's in the arena. They act as if, man, it's a million people in the arena and a million people watching because they call that match with so much excitement. Sometimes I'll just drop my head a little bit and you'll just hear them go, oh, my God, did you just see that? And you just go and you're looking like, Oh wow! Okay, you know, I have to go back and rewind it just to see what it is, and go. Oh, that was pretty bold. But you know, you just never see someone that gets so excited about matches like those two, and it's and they make they make Ring of Honor really fun too. So, really, man, shout out to them. Um, as we come in close to the end, New Japan, um, uh, Sensei, I um, I didn't know. I I pulled up the results for uh, for strong. I didn't know if you want to go over that and uh, yeah. any other things that took place uh, for New Japan this week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah we'll talk about uh, New Japan strong. Okay. Um, so Summer Struggle was on the twenty seventh of August. Mm-hmm. Um, on that show, we saw Bateman, Mysterioso, and Barrett Brown uh, defeat the DKC, Adrian Quest, and Wheeler Yuta. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty solid match there. Uh, Carl Fredericks uh, defeated Alexander James, and then uh, Chris Dickinson, Brody Brody King, Leo Rush, and Juice Robinson defeated Jarrell Nelson, Royce Isaacs, Jarrah Kratos, and Tom Lawler. Um, that that match was pretty solid as well. Mm-hmm. Um, very very solid show. Uh, New Japan strong. Um, as if there was any doubt. I mean, these guys put on great stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, all roads are leading to uh, Dallas Fort Worth area mm. September 25th and 26th okay. as uh, New Japan Strong will be presenting Autumn Attack um pretty solid matches have already been announced uh, okay. night 1 you've got Carl Fredericks taking on Will Osprey okay nice. uh, which is fucking awesome <laughs> yeah. should be a really good match right uh, also on that night there's going to be a Fred Rosser versus Minoru Suzuki okay so yeah, very yep. good stuff there. And then night two, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler and Royce Isaacs uh, representing Team Filthy against uh, Suzuki Goon's team of Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that one should be uh, – yeah, I, I've, right. I've got to watch it for that match alone. Sure. And then elsewhere uh, announced on that is uh, Leo Rush versus Taiji Ishimori. So, very, very solid match. 
Um, those guys are going to fly around the ring and just, it, it'll be a treat to watch that one. Chris just said, about uh, people saying they're retired. <laughs> Chris said, nice to know you, Rosser, Rosser. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, man. Yeah. <laughs> the Nora Suzuki is no joke. Bro. Yeah, exactly. Man. Well, that's exciting. Something to look forward to, man. Out in Dallas in a couple of weeks, two nights again. Uh, you know, it's funny, man. If if we start getting, <laughs> if we get the New Japan, uh, if we pay for that, and then we, if we pay for Impact, and I, and then I don't think Ring of Honor. No, they, they do have one. So you pay for Ring of Honor. Uh, we got WWE. Uh, AEW don't have one. So that's about 40 bucks we could have every month that we pay just in for wrestling shows on a recurring matter. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, and we're sure, I'm sure AEW will eventually, so it'll become 50 bucks, you know, when that, when that. Oh, but that's out. a cheaper hobby than most, though. I mean, if you think about it, there's yeah. some hobbies that, you know, true, way higher than 40 a month. True, true, true. Um. All right, cool. Well, I think that's it, man. Um, really, no local wrestling uh, need to, I think, be mentioned. And if so, most of the time you'll hear that on the uh, the Falco Files. So you can check that out on Wednesdays and hear what's going on there. Um, with that, we're going to pretty much get ready to end the show. If you're watching us live, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we will be back in just a second because we got three count and we got some really good topics. I know you guys are going to enjoy uh, stay online or, or actually jump back online when you see we are on and throw in your comments so we can get it in. If you're listening to us, thank you for listening, for downloading. Do us a favor. Tell other people who enjoys wrestling also about us. Tell us to give us a chance. We're, you know, we're, 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 we're not the average wrestling podcast of having all the, the insides and and all the connections. We just here for entertainment, man. If you want a good time just to laugh and hear us get mad at each other and laugh at each other and, and, and just enjoy all the aspects of wrestling, man, just um, you know, give us a chance and I'm sure we will 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 satisfy that need for you, right? Uh, but with that, uh, we will see you next time. Alright? Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting. Gotta get an adult diaper to make it through Simon's shit. Oh. <laughs> well played, man. <laughs>